what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs is in his 41st year as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing. Hey, Jason, how about those Jaguars? From our society in a lot of ways with kids. I wanted to tell you what a great service you provide to this community. I listen to your show every week. Thank you for what you do for our community, for all the parents, coaches, and athletes. And now, here's your host, rated one of the best therapists in Kansas City, Missouri, by OnlineTherapy.com, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and welcome to our show from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB. I am very excited to be here today as I begin my 32nd consecutive year on radio, my 22nd year here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. We had a couple weeks off here to start the year and excited to get going. You know, I, I want to thank the people here at WHB for having me on, Chad Boger, Jason Justice, everyone who's in charge here. Uh, 22, 22 years, 22 years on the radio here at Sports Radio 810 WHB, and like I said, it's my 32nd consecutive year on the radio in Kansas City, and God willing, I'll do this for 50 years. That's my goal. If I can last that long, my body holds up, my mind holds up, I'll be doing it. Anyway, I'm excited to be here this morning, and as you know, we do this show every week talking about the mental side of sports. When you take two athletes and you train them physically, how do you train them mentally? How do they handle success? How do they handle failure? How do they handle stress? What about self-confidence? We're in the NFL playoffs now. Last night, I stayed up and watched Jacksonville come back from nowhere, 27 zip, 27 zip to beat the Chargers. Unbelievable game, which goes to show you, quite frankly, why the mental tenacity and, and, and confidence and focus and everything I talk about on this show is so important. Joey Bosa lost, lost his cool, and that cost the Chargers the game. You know, if you lose your cool as an athlete in, in a game, it can screw everything up. And that, you know, last night he did. He lost his temper. It cost basically the Chargers a playoff win. And probably for the Chiefs, it's a good thing because I would rather be playing Jacksonville than San Diego. I would still call him San Diego than the Chargers in the end. But whatever, whoever the Chiefs play, it doesn't matter. We'll see what happens next week. But I do this show to talk about mindsets and attitudes. And like I said last night, that validated everything I've talked about because here's this team down 27 to nothing. And they came back and win against a team that was on fire. I mean, let's face it, the Chargers inter- interrupted Trevor Lawrence four times in the first half. They totally outplayed them. But Doug Peterson, the Jaguars coach, came out and said at halftime, as he got interviewed leaving the field, look, we just have to go back to basics and play our game and see what happens. So they didn't panic, they didn't lose their cool. And I've heard 
a tremendous amount of compliments about Doug Peterson's mindset. The mindset of your coach plays such a key role in who you are and what you do and how you succeed or fail. And you know, we all start playing sports as kids, hopefully for fun, hopefully for enjoyment, hopefully for the camaraderie to be with your friends and enjoy the, the, the game. But sometimes that can be affected in a real negative way by the coach you have. And we saw last night with Doug Peterson where a coach kept his cool and I listened to some interviews this morning about him. You know, he used to coach here with the Chiefs. Then he went to Philadelphia, won a Super Bowl there. He's an even-keeled guy. doesn't go too high or too low, stays even, supports the players. That's what I want to get into today because in my work and in my 42nd year working as a sports psychologist and throughout my career I've had the experience of working with so many people who've had coaches who have, quite frankly, really screwed up. I've got a high school basketball player right now I'm working with at a very prominent school and his coach has no business coaching in my opinion. He's verbally abusive, he's hostile, he's threatening, but he's still there. He's been there for a while. I've had a number of kids this this individual has coached who have seen me over the years and it blows my mind this guy's still coaching. I don't know how many games he wins. To my knowledge, I don't know how many state championships he's won. It doesn't really matter to me, but the guy really has harmed a lot of kids. And uh, these guys have no business coaching, but for some reason he's there probably because of his connections at the school. I wanna talk about an article that uh, was sent to me and I wanna throw this out. We're gonna open up the phones for calls today. The article is, how do you know if you have a bad coach? And there are a number of topics on here that this article states that I'm gonna get into. You know, I've worked with so many people throughout my career, the Olympic team, professional teams, college teams, high school teams. I've spoken throughout the country in a number of places on sports psychology, the mental aspect of sports. In the next few weeks, I'm gonna have a very prominent major league manager on the show who I've known for years, and we're gonna talk about the mental aspect. He happens to have managed in the World Series and knows what he's doing. And so we talk about mindsets and attitudes. And to me, success and failure for your team, for your athletes, has a lot to do with the coaches you have. Now, here in Kansas City, we've been extremely blessed to have Andy Reid as the coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. The, the success this team has had since he's been here is, is just unbelievable. As a young, young man, as a child, I started going to the Chiefs games the first game they ever played been going as a fan for years. I've worked privately with about 30 players, working with several right now, and all I ever hear about Andy Reid is what a quality, great guy he is. So, you don't see him, you don't hear him degrading players in public. I'm sure there have been incidents where he isn't happy with some guys, but it's behind the scenes. So, what is a good coach? How do you know that you have a good coach? 
How do you know if you have a bad coach? So I'm going to read a few of these topics on here. And I'd like to open up our phone lines when I'm done and get some calls and see what you think. Because this, this came to me from a team here in town that's having issues with their coach. So number one, how do you know you have a bad coach? They have a fragile ego and can tend to be mean. There's an example here. They screamed at me in a game blaming me. When are you coming back? We need you. Are you actually going to play next year? Number two, they talk a lot about their careers and their past glory days. Number three, they're yellers. They yell at their players instead of coaching them and correcting them on strategy and technique. They're angry a lot of the time, shouting things that players already know or have no actual value. Number four, I love this one, they play mind games. Five, they're moody and take out their bad moods on their players, leaving them on edge because they never know what mood to expect. I've had to deal with this for years with a lot of people. Number six, they have no rhyme or reason to what they're doing. These coaches don't run offensive or defensive systems, teach the skills of each position, or teach th their sport. Number seven, they stop coaching players who ask too many questions or who they don't like. Number eight, and this is a good one, they don't have open communication. Number nine, they lack professionalism. Ten, they're unprepared and fake it like they know what they're doing, but they are just really winging it. Eleven, they don't respond via email, text, or in person when you ask them questions. And I'm going to get, that's going to be one I'm going to hit on here in a minute. Twelve, they don't consider the recruiting process and the goals you have as important. Thirteen, they don't get excited for you. 14, they play favorites. So, if you have a coach who treats you that way, how is that going to help you? They play mind games. What does that mean, mind games? So, I want to open up our phone lines at 913-3810-810. If you've had a coach who's ever displayed some of these characteristics, I'd like to hear from you. If you've been on a team like that, I'd like to hear from you. So much of success and failure in sports depends on the leadership that's, that's given you, given your team, and shows your team. A good coach is a good psychologist. A bad coach needs a sports psychologist. That's one of my favorite sayings. So if you have a coach who, they, they, they don't have good communication skills, how do you handle that? So I'd like to hear, if you're a parent, and you have a son or daughter that plays on a team. They've had issues with the coach not communicating with them, maybe doing some of these things that I've read. How do you handle that as a parent? That's one of the key things I'd like to get into today. As a parent, when your son or daughter is on a team and you don't feel they're being treated fairly by their coach, how do you handle that? Do you Where do you get involved? Our phone number is 913 3810810. If you're a parent, what do you do? And if you're an athlete, have you ever had a coach who displayed some of these scenarios I just described? And what'd you do about it? Did you confront them? Did you quit? Did you stop playing? Did you have a confrontation? How did you handle that? 
good coaches and bad coaches, it's really determined by, I think, the athletes and the team, the way the team plays, and how things come across. Our phone number is 913 I'd love to hear from you. To me, the success and failure of a team depends, starts with that leadership. And it's about communication. A good coach is a good communicator. A good coach is a better listener. And a good coach checks his or her ego at the door. Too often I hear with many of the clients that I see that their coach lets their ego get involved. It it becomes all about him or her. So I'd like to hear from you. If you're a parent and you have a son or daughter that's playing on a team where you feel the coaching is not the best it should be, the communication skills are not very good, what do you do as a parent? Do you get involved? Do you not get involved? Now, I do a Facebook Live show every Tuesday night where I talk to high school coaches and athletes about this topic. Last week, we interviewed a coach back on the East Coast and a football coach, and we, we got into this discussion. And he said, you know, I used to be very aggressive with the way I did things. Now, I, I, I think I'm a better listener. I want to hear what my parents say. I have rules and guidelines where... They can't come and complain about playing time, things like that. I'm open-minded to listen to the kids, whatever they have to say. But I'll have a preseason meeting. And this is something I've talked about forever, that the importance of that preseason meeting, where as a coach, you sit down and, and establish your guidelines for the season. What, what do you do about playing time? What do you do about parental discussions? You know, most coaches, especially at the high school level, don't want to hear parents come in and complain and moan and groan about their kids playing time and I agree with that I think it should be up to the athlete to talk about that but when it becomes an issue when the coach doesn't listen then what do you do so if you've had an issue like this with your son or daughter's coach I'd like to hear from you 913 is the number how do you know you have a bad coach if you're a parent how do you deal with that if you're an athlete, how do you deal with that? If you've had a coach you would consider a quote-unquote bad coach, how did you cope with it? How did you get through the season? We're going to go to first commercial break here in a moment. I want to get some calls in here. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is our first show of 2023. I'd love to hear from you and get your thoughts on this, especially if your son or daughter is on a team, a high school team, where maybe they're frustrated, they're not getting enough playing time, they don't like the way the coach is dealing with them, they don't feel the coach is being fair. What do you do as a parent in that situation? And if you're a coach, let me throw it the other way. As a coach, how do you handle that? 913-3810-810 is our number. Give me a call. Let's talk. We're on the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB.